Welcome to The Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter, and community about authentic living and compassionate personal development. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, online teacher, and writer focused on self-reflection, mindfulness, and how to create meaning in our everyday lives in practical ways. Join me weekly for conversations about personal growth, spirituality, self-discovery, and self-care, and how we can navigate this messy world with hope and humanity. Hey, everybody, it's Catherine, and welcome back to the Sunday Soother for Magic Month. I'm so excited to share today's episode with you. I talked to Katie Jones today, and Katie is somebody that I actually worked with in 2020 when I was deepening my spiritual practice, and I have her on the podcast today to talk about the practice of manifestation. Um, manifestation, I think is something probably some of us have heard of, and maybe you've heard of like the law of attraction. And I think it's something that's actually pretty powerful, but it's pretty misunderstood in a lot of different ways. So I wanted to have Katie on to clarify what manifestation actually is, what it has to do with magic, how you can begin using it intentionally in your life, and just to share some other like fun stories and tips. So on this conversation, we talk about everything from her favorite manifestation practices, her tips for how you can get started on this, what manifestation has to do um, with topics like social justice and climate change and how we can use it for that, how to st- use manifestation um, and in your business, especially for those of us who are sensitive or spiritual, how we can become more entrepreneurial through some practices of manifestation. We also share um, some of our favorite individual manifestation stories, which are really fun to hear. So I think you're going to love this as part of Magic Month. It is manifestation um it's, it's simple. It's simply putting out your intentions into the world and then taking inspired actions towards them. So it's again, those internal shifts showing up externally in the world for you. And a big part of manifestation is naming your authentic desires, which is something I don't think we allow ourselves to do that often. So really, if you want to start manifesting, get in touch with a big dream of yours and admit that dream to yourself. And that's a great place to start. So I'm just going to read Katie's bio, and then we'll jump into the conversation. Katie J. Jones is a manifestation coach, breathwork facilitator, and spiritual witch on a mission to help the world heal through the power of aligned intentional manifestation. She does this by holding space for growth and transformation through a spiritual yet practical coaching style for groups, private clients, community gatherings, and retreats. So enjoy my conversation with Katie Jones. Okay, so Katie, I'm starting off Magic Month by asking all of my guests, how do you define magic? I define magic as intentionally, or rather changing your reality through your intention. It's that simple. That's pretty much what everybody else has said. (laughs) Some flavor of that. And we layer it with like all of these like complicated, like, witchy uh, like level above uh, like media and books and like our interpretations and like societal like perspectives on magic make it this complicated thing but I think it really is that simple yeah and I think it, it I want to describe magic naturally as things I can't explain right like wi-fi I cannot explain wi-fi it's magic to me that is magic to me it's incredible that we can talk and look at each other and that someone can hear this. How, can you explain that? I can't explain that. To me, that's magic too. Yeah. Or even electricity or so much of what's been documented. And now we use to our advantage to like create comfort and like better workings of society would have been magic a hundred 50 years ago, 200 years ago, a thousand years ago. And so for me, it's really just these inherent things that already exist. And sometimes in magic, we just haven't learned to document or take advantage of them yet. Exactly. So what, so I really wanted to have you on today because I wanted to talk about manifestation and you're a manifestation coach, you're a spiritual witch, you're a light worker, you're a healer. Um, breathwork facilitator and you and you and I worked together because you were like my spiritual and life coach back in 2020 during the pandemic. And you really gave me some foundational understanding of manifestation and how to, how to enter it more in a way that felt natural and full of ease. And so manifestation, people have probably heard of it because I feel like it's on TikTok and Instagram everywhere, but maybe they don't really 
get it. And I would love to hear from you, like, what, how do you define manifestation? What is it? And and how does it, for lack of a better word, work? It's not ironically very similar to the definition of magic, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. And changing your reality through your intention. And another way of thinking about and describing manifestation to be more specific is taking something that's in the non-physical, like a thought or an idea, a dream, a vision, and bringing it into the physical reality. That's the process of manifestation. And we do it all day long, every day. We're manifesting things like whatever it is that your thoughts are, your dominating feelings, your beliefs about the world, all of that will be reflected in your physical reality. You will see evidence of that. And that can be, that that it should be, it can be a very liberating thing to realize, which is like, okay, everything that goes through my brain is actually in my reality will come up in my reality, not everything, but you know, the dominating thoughts in my brain will come up in my reality what if I could change and intentionally set my dominating thoughts to what it is that I actually want to happen so that my reality will reflect what I want to happen? That's manifestation right there. That's how I teach it and understand it and practice it. I love that. And I think sometimes people misunderstand manifestation as something like you, you think of a desire and then it like shows up in your mail the next day or whatever. And it's not quite that, although I guess sometimes that could probably happen depending on like how strong your belief is, but what do you understand about, or what do you see to be some sort of misconceptions about how manifestation works and what do you tell people to kind of dispel them or tell them more about what it really is? A lot of people think that manifestation is about getting what you want A lot of people think that manifestation is about material manifestations, like me manifesting this van. It wasn't really about the van. It's about the lifestyle that the van gives me access to. It's it's about the feelings that I feel, the freedom that I feel knowing that I can always get out in a van, right? So the manifestation people a lot of a lot of people think manifestation is about the thing and it's not about the thing it's about the feeling that you believe that, that thing is going to get you and again with the irony how do you bring that feeling into your life more you intentionally create it in your body you intentionally can create feelings through thoughts and you can most of the time your thoughts aren't automation, but you also have the ability to consciously think thoughts and consciously send hormones through your body that allow you to feel the feeling of what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. Right. And so sometimes I think people, at least when I kind of was first coming to read about it and I was like, so what they're saying, if I want you know, a million dollars, I should just think about wanting a million dollars a lot. And then like a million dollars is going to like magically show up in my bank account somehow. And it's more the process of understanding what would be the feeling that I think the million dollars would give me in my life. And how can I begin to cultivate more of that feeling in my life right now? And then through inspired action and directing my thoughts more towards that and, and patience. Cause it's not like, it's always an instantaneous, instantaneous thing. I could get closer to that manifestation of a million dollars. Does that kind of make sense? Is that what you would say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So how did you come through to the magic of manifestation and, and really I guess even what I'm asking is a little bit of your life story because now you're a spiritual entrepreneur and doing this full time. And like you said, you have this awesome van that you live out of this adorable dog who's behind you. And I know it's been a journey to get there. So how did you come to find the magic of manifestation and then even starting your own business? I grew up in the church. I grew up going to Bible study and 
choir and all the stuff. I grew up in the church and was speaking with God on a regular basis, whether that was through journaling or prayer or gratitude over meals. There has always been communication between me and source. And it was never weird. It was never, I didn't under, I didn't question it until I got to maybe like middle school and started to realize that not everybody did that. And, um, my whole life up to that point was just the church. And then middle school, I started to realize like, oh my gosh, people aren't praying over their meals. Like, this is weird. We're weird, you know? And starting to question it and like get into things that I wasn't supposed to and like try, like, you know, <laughs> get enough. Like what, how much should I out myself? <laughs> I was definitely like <laughs> a like closet rebel, if you will. And just always knew that there was something else out there. Like I, I never doubted my belief in God, but there were definitely things in the church that I was like, that doesn't feel quite right. And like, I think you made that up and that, who is this actually benefiting? I mean, I wasn't asking those types of questions, but I just knew in my body that something was off. Fast forward to college. We both went to UVA. Um, wahoo wah. So I, here comes the train. Oh, that's okay. Tell a little bit about where you're coming from. Cause like people, I think it's so cool. Your, your lifestyle, maybe you can even just explain there's a, there's a train in the background. There's a train. Yeah. <laughs> So I am currently in Truckee, California, which is North Lake Tahoe area. And it's a, it's a train town. Um, the train goes like to all the way to the coast and all the way to like Chicago and probably beyond. Um, and I'm living in my van. And one of the beauties of van life is that, or just working from home, I think you we were talking about this the other day, Catherine, about how you just can't really control what's going on. So my priority is finding as quiet of a place, but also has at least three bars. So that this Zoom call is good. <laughs> So if you hear a train in the background or you hear planes flying over, that's why. So um, we went to, we both went to UVA, but when I was at UVA, that's when I started taking, I mean, they, you, as you know, they very much encourage you to take classes in all sorts of different topics, like liberal arts, education, learn as many things as you can. So I was like, great, I'm going to learn about Hinduism, right? I'm going to learn about sustainability. And other. So I started taking classes in other religions and when worldviews and realized, oh my gosh, like we, like what we were doing is common, but it just looks slightly different all over the world and really opening my eyes to what's, I didn't call it spirituality then. And like the messaging that I was receiving from the church was still like, if you're like, there's no such thing as spiritual unless you like know Jesus Christ. Right. And I was like, Oh, okay. And like, that was what I was being fed still. So a lot of confusion in college, a lot of like cloudiness and doubt and fear and limiting beliefs. And like, just take the first job that you can get out of college because like you're getting cut off and like you need money and hated my first job. It was at a very corporate, I mean, I showed up like in a stiff suit my first day and like briefcase. And I was like, I do not belong here. I'm not want to be wearing these heels. And ugh. like, I just knew I didn't belong in the corporate world, but it was all I knew. I didn't like, there was no online world in my reality at that point. And then I moved back to Austin and took a yoga teacher training. And that's when it was like, oh, there's this thing called Instagram and you can connect with other yogis and see what poses they're doing and what challenges they're doing. And you can connect with people. And I was like, this is amazing. Got onto Instagram. And from there, it was just, let me back up. In yoga teacher training, I had a spiritual awakening where I realized through this goal setting workshop through Lululemon that I was meant to connect people to the healing power of nature. And at the time I was working a very corporate job still, but in a, in a different town in Austin, I was working a very corporate job and I had this super clear vision of a life where <laughs> I'm like getting emotional, even thinking about it because I'm like there, you know? So in 2015, I was in yoga teacher training and in this vision for my life, it was like a 10 year long vision where we had just gone through a workshop evaluating our 
passions and our what we're good at and what we enjoy doing and all these things, right? And they were like, imagine if you did that 10 years from now, you were doing that. That was your life. That was your lifestyle. Who's around you? Where are you? What are you doing? Like, and they, you know, walked us through this whole visualization and it was so crystal clear. I was like bawling my eyes out. I was between the mountains and the tropics. I was connecting people to the healing power of nature in a retreat setting. I had a child and a partner and it was this beautiful life of travel and like flexibility and adventure. And at the time I was in, I was working in healthcare research and in a corporate job. And I was like, this makes no sense, (laughs) right? Like where, where, what I can accomplish all this. Like I can do this. I can live that lifestyle. And within a week I received a phone call from a friend about a job opportunity to work at a retreat center outside of Austin. And I was like, it's happening. It's starting. I need to say yes. I took a half pay cut to go to this retreat center, started teaching yoga there. That's when I connected to an online entrepreneur um, who was running like a fitness company at the time. Now she and I do very similar like work, like breath work now. And I just, like, it was there that everything like exploded. I got connections in Costa Rica. I went and worked at a surf and yoga camp. I launched a podcast. I started to realize there were patterns in the women that I was interviewing. I realized that I could coach people through these patterns. I could teach them about manifestation and they would, their lives would improve. And then I got into coaching and the rest is history. I love it because I want to, one of the questions I'm going to ask you later is to share like some of your most magical manifestations, but like I have had not, not, not dozens, but a few powerful things just like that, where the phone call comes and you're like, oh shit, it's happening. Oh my God, this is real. (laughs) And I just love hearing that story. And then, and now here you are to see you like, I guess five or six years later, like having bought your ideal van and you're like flexible and you're coaching full-time and you're moving amongst nature. And like, I know thinking about your future in terms of like land and retreat and everything. And it's like, it's unfolding and it's really, it is magical. Like the unfolding of manifestation to me is, I, I just, I, I like, I get goosebumps and like warm feelings when I think about it, either in my life or in other people's lives, because to me, it just, is such this, this beautiful path. You can't see more than a few feet ahead of you sometimes, but you can keep going and you can trust that those visions unfold. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And when in October is this podcast launching? Oh, this will probably, so we're recording right now in mid September, but this will come out probably sometime in early or mid October. Okay. Well, I was going to reveal a secret, (laughs) but I'll wait. (laughs) I'm going to keep it a secret. (laughs) Yeah. Check my Instagram around October 12th. That's my 30th birthday. There's going to be something revealed. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Amazing. Amazing. So, so here you are and you coach, um, other entrepreneurially women on, on manifestation, I think, and, and working like flexibly and doing their spiritual businesses and you call yourself a witch as well. And I'd love to hear what is your definition of a witch, because I think much like magic or manifestation, it's something that has a lot of like beliefs and expectations and conditioning piled on top of it. And it's simpler than people might think. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, (laughs) I had a friend reach out to me recently and he was like, I, I read somewhere that you were a witch. And he was like, that doesn't make any sense to me because I imagine witches as like old women with, you know, big noses and warts you know, crunched over a cauldron of poison. Right. And I was like, yeah, that's what they want you to think. <laughs> witches are how, what I imagine a witch is and how I embody a witch is a healer. Yeah, That's it. That's all. That's right. all. Some people who, you know, are maybe in the herbal wild crafting world, they might describe themselves as witches too, right? Tarot readers or massage therapists, like anyone, really anyone could be a witch. Like you, you can do anything. Um, and it doesn't, it's not limited to healers. That's my only point, but I'm just saying for me, that's the type of witch that I would identify as. I love that. 
And so here you are like being a witch coaching on manifestation. And you, I know recently on your podcast, which is the Little Manifestor podcast, you talk a lot about spiritual entrepreneurship and I've really enjoyed your episodes on that. Can you, and I consider myself sort of to also be a spiritual entrepreneur, but um, I call myself a life coach, but what I do feels like a spiritual calling, but it also involves business obviously and entrepreneurship. So I'd love to hear like what you think of a spiritual entrepreneurship and um, pits, you know, benefits and pitfalls along the way, because I think those of us who identify as spiritual people struggle sometimes in, in starting and running a business and in, in all that comes along with it. Absolutely. There's a lot of people out there that are called towards entrepreneurship that feel very clearly that they want to be their own boss. They want more control of their schedule. They want time, money, freedom, right? Some of those people have awareness of the spiritual world and they dabble in it or they have before or they are religious or they or they have some sort of religious practices or some sort of spiritual practices that's what i would describe as a spiritual entrepreneur a person who has a business or desires to open a business start a business and is awakened to this part of them that is a spirit living inside of an animal body like that is what's happening here we're spirits living inside of human animal bodies. And when you're awake to that, it, it, whether that's through spiritual practices and upbringing, or maybe, um, you know, the use of some sort of, uh, plant medicine or something like that, fungal medicine, then you're, once you're awake to that, connection that you have between something that lives inside of you, some sort of spirit that lives inside of you that leaves when you're dead, right? That connect the connection between that and all that there is, right? Any sort of maybe internal guidance, pulls, nudges, conversations, experiences, like all of those things that have awakened a, hu- a, a, a person to that connection that has exists for everybody. Just not everybody is aware of it. Not everyone cares. Like maybe they're, they have too much trauma or whatever to even access that. So this is like a very specific subsection of the people who are in the entrepreneurial world who have awakened to the fact that there's more than just what you can see. Because honestly, like, and I think that's a lot of entrepreneurs because to run a business, it inherently means that you are relying on forces outside of yourself to bring in business and clients, right? Like every entrepreneur who has had any sort of success can see, okay, there's a difference here, right? Like I've noticed a difference in my, like, especially if you've done mindset work, you notice a difference in your experience when you do mindset work. And I think that awakens a lot of people in and of itself to the spiritual aspects that exist all around. So the pitfalls of that are that a lot of us spiritual folk really care about the world and each other and the earth and taking care of people. Right. And so we're existing in this world of capitalism and we have this desire to be very, to be of service. What that ends up doing is creating this disconnect sometimes in the money world, right? Like, Oh, money is bad because all the people who have money right now in this capitalistic world are doing bad things in order to get the money. So money must be bad. And like these associations are made very quickly without question. And that happens a lot. Um, We're also living in a world dominated by the patriarchy and white supremacy. So beliefs of I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. Who's going to pay me to do this? I need more education. I need more experience. Like I'm, who am I? The blah, blah, blah. Like all of those thoughts are beliefs that are very common amongst spiritual entrepreneurs, um, light workers and that kind of thing. So those are the, I would say those types of imposter syndrome, limiting beliefs are definitely going to be very common pitfalls. Yeah. And I, I want to talk about, I have like all these questions swirling in my head. I want to ask how you use manifestation in your business, but I'll put a pin in that one because I want to really focus on like money 
it's hard for spiritual women to receive money, to want money. And since my audience is highly sensitive people, particularly highly sensitive women, I see those same blocks in highly sensitive women too. And I'm always so curious to understand. I, I get where the blocks come from to some level, but why is it particularly hard to receive money or to even admit that you want to make money, that you want to like receive abundance for the value that you provide in the world? And then how did you ever struggle with that? How did you decondition yourself from that? And what do you advise the, those you work with to do when they're wanting to call in more money? Yeah. I think that we are like that. We we have that these thoughts, these be- limiting beliefs, these stories because of the paradigms that we exist in, because of the messaging that we receive very subconsciously in media and our culture and our religious texts. And, um, that's just how, that's how we are all conditioned. We have this belief that, or at at least this image, right. Of she's the mom is in the kitchen. She's cleaning. She, you know, is her hair looks nice. She's in heels. Like she's got it all together. Right. (laughs) Um, and then, dad goes to work like these are all these are perpetuated in tv shows and books and that is our culture to think that that is what's normal so everything that's not that is going to feel our whole subconscious body our whole nervous system's like wait no that's not what you're trying to do that's that's different that's wrong that's you're going against the grain that's scary don't do that you're going to lose community and our 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 ego our survival mechanism is what's talking there so we're all conditioned. <laughs> Long answer. Uh-huh. Short. <laughs> what was the second question after that? How do you start? Like, how did you decondition yourself to be like, okay, like I provide a beautiful service to the world and I, I want abundance. I want money. I want to be paid for my services, you know, cause I certainly struggled with that myself, but I'd love to hear how you are. Maybe you're in the process of moving past it. Maybe you have moved past it. And what did you do? Mm-hmm. I did struggle with all of this. And I still do to some extent. I think every level is a new devil, right? The, the, the purpose of this type of work is not to eliminate all these fears, it's to know how to get through them. Um, for me, what worked really well was learning from Amanda Francis in the Money Mentality Makeover around that. Basically what she teaches is that as spiritual, good-hearted women, it's really hard to get your energy behind anything that you don't believe is of service to the highest good. So teaching myself to understand how my work is for the highest good and any, any manifestation that I desire needs to be for the highest good. Like I need this van so that I can feel free and abundant and resourced so that I can show up for my clients who are starting their spiritual businesses, who are doing their shadow work, who are healing themselves. Like I need these things in order to show up for them so that this ripple effect can happen. I created it to be, it's bigger than me. None of this is about me. And none of this is about me. I'm just a conduit. I'm just a vessel for divine love healing to flow through me. And it can really only do that when I'm feeling abundant and supported. Nobody wants a healer. That's like, I'm, I feel scarce. Like I don't have enough. I'm not eating enough because I can't afford it. Or I don't have good food because I can't afford it. Like why? I don't want any of my healers showing up like that. The person that built my van kind of showed up like that. Right. He was in a very scarcity mindset. And I was like, okay, I don't want this being built into the van. Like it's creating all these, it was creating other issues too. So you're the, like you want your healers, your massage therapist to show up feeling abundant, right? So I need to feel abundant in order to show up and do the work that I'm called to do. And these are the things that I need in order to get there. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So much self-permission really comes into it too. When you really start to to work on, especially through the money lens of like blocks to 
wanting more money, getting more money, asking for more money, you really start to realize how, um, how much we're encouraged to, to not do those things and not to trust ourselves and not to like ourselves and not to love ourselves and, you know, try to just eke, eke out life as much as we can on the crumbs <laughs> in some cases. And you're like, oh, the crumbs are great. I love the crumbs. And then you wake up and you're like, I want the whole fucking cake. Give it to me. <laughs> Yes. And I think that's what, what some people, like what a lot of my ideal clients come to me and they say, they're like, I see everyone else getting what they want. Like I am tired of sacrificing what I want for everybody else. Like I want what I want, you know, like I'm ready to get it too. Yes, that's a good a, place I to be. I had a client who, who she would, she would say, cake, we were in a group coaching program and she would say to the other students and clients and to me, she'd be like, cake, not crumbs, cake, not crumbs. And we were like, yeah. It was like our like rally cry. And I think when you can be, and you can do that in support with other women and other women are cheering you on to get the full cake and be like, like, no girl, that is a crumb. Like we do not stand for crumbs anymore. You get the full cake and other women are supporting you and doing that. You're like, okay, maybe I do deserve the cake. Maybe there's enough cake for everybody. Also, I thought if I took cake, it would take cake away from somebody else. But like, actually there's plenty of cake. Like we can all have a cake. Yes, we can all have cake. Yes. Exactly. So in terms of manifestation and money and entrepreneurship, do you weave in manifestation into the way you run your business and how so? Oh, absolutely. It's, it is my business. <laughs> so it's also been really fun recently. I'm glad that this question came up. So for example, I set the intention to, cause I wanted, I have a lot of payment plans set up with my um, coaching business, which is great because I have predicted income, right? I know month after month what I can expect going forward, which is really wonderful. And I learned that from DL. And I am looking to make a big purchase soon. So I was like, I need cash flow now. Like that's what spirit is asking me to make this purchase. And so another thing that's been really helpful, I'm in this abundance vortex group and this woman shared this book. I cannot remember the author's name, but it's something along the lines of it's not your money. And the whole idea and premise behind it is that they're not your bills. They're God's bills or the universe's bills. Like they're taking that on for you. Like the universe is your sugar daddy kind of thing. And I'm like, Oh, I like this. Right. I really like this. So I've been playing with this a lot. And you know, this, this purchase that I want to make is to move my business forward. It's to move me forward. Like it's a big step in the right direction. And in order to make that, I like more, I need to have access to more money. So I said, well, I, I want three pay in full clients and I go through my, I'm about to create a whole podcast episode on this for this next podcast episode launching in September. Um, so it'll be on my podcast by the time you're listening to this, but my whole process for doing this, but right now I'm at two of the three pay in full clients. So <laughs> I was like, Oh, it's working. So a few of the things that I do in my, when I'm manifesting clients, in my business is I have a morning journaling practice that I'll share with you. Um, it's kind of like morning pages. I started off with doing morning pages from the artist way. And I was just kind of like having trouble, motivating myself to do it. So I changed it up a little bit to be one page of brain dump, one page of gratitude and one page of manifestation. So in the gratitude, I do include things that I've already manifested, but also things that I'm manifesting. So showing gratitude for them before they even show up is a big one. Um, showing gratitude for all the things that you have is a big one. Don't forget to do that. The brain dump is good to let go of um, the doubts, the fears that I don't believe I can do this, but who am I to have this, like writing all of that down and looking at it and witnessing it every morning, really, really powerful. And then in the manifestation portion on the last page, that's when I write, I'm so stoked that all of these three painful clients came to me with so much ease. Actually, there was a fourth unexpected, totally great. I've got so much money. You know what I mean? Like that's when you're just in the future self like I said before, thinking those thoughts, but actually writing those thoughts that you will be thinking when the thing has already manifested so that you can send that hormone through the body and feel it and start to vibe with it. I love that practice so much. It's, it's like journaling is like the biggest manifestation technique I know, because it's the, it's the quickest way I know of to like 
make these internal shifts in your internal world, which then are required for the external shifts to happen too. And my journaling practice is different. Everybody around the Sunday Soother knows and loves the artist way because I'm like a maniac about it. It was like what led to my spiritual awakening. And whether it's morning pages or the way you described it, like I often do letters back and forth for me and my inner child in the morning. And that's how I do my journaling because she's like, I'm scared of this. I have this doubt. And then I'm like, okay, we're going to solve it like this. And that creates safety and, and pleasure and joy in her, which then like allows me to go after the things that I want. So like, I tell people to journal all the time. It's like, I make the joke on my time, like all the time on my podcast. Like if you just like journaled every morning for 20 minutes, you would like never need to hire me as a life coach. I mean, I don't really mean that because it's like beautiful to have support in your life in the version of, of a coach or anybody else, but it is like the way for shifting those internal things. And I love that you made that practice your own. And I think anybody can do their own version of that kind of journaling to whether it's just for self-knowledge or you would like to to begin to practice manifestation and taking Katie's advice on that. But I think that's gorgeous. Thank you. I really enjoy it. And I'm amazed at how fast things manifest with it too. Beautiful. Yeah. Is there anything, I know you're working on a big, like, um, surprise for your 30th birthday and the manifestation for that. What, what else are you kind of like calling into your life and whether it's the next few months or the next few years? <laughs> You're like, how much do I tell these randos? <laughs> you know, that's actually, exactly. let me point, let me point that out. And I won't put you on the spot. So if you don't want to answer that, you don't have to, because I think mm-hmm. it is actually important to be precious with your manifestations because, um, I think a lot of people are like, just tell everybody what you're manifesting and whether you call it like goal setting or manifestation, like, I don't think you need to do that. And, and sometimes I think it actually can be super detrimental to tell people your cherished dreams and the things you hope to manifest. Cause we got a lot of wet blankets in this world <laughs> and they're going to make you doubt that you can have those things. And sometimes they're just like cherished little gems you want to hold on to for a little bit longer as, or like tiny little seeds that you're cultivating and you're like, just not ready to show them to the world. Do you believe that? Is that something you think about? I do believe that. And I've, and I've I recently experienced that I'm in the Tahoe area. I was looking for housing and there's this really collective belief that housing is just like the most awful thing here. And it, for good reason, you know, it's this resort town. So most of the houses are occupied. Most of the houses are empty because they're second homes. And so it does make housing more scarce, but I have never held the belief that I can't get housing, right? Like, I'm like, that's a basic need. The universe would not bring me here and not be able to house me. That's ridiculous. I don't subscribe to it. Now, I was looking at this one particular house and my friend was moving out. It wasn't even online anywhere. It was going to be all like an under the table type of switch, um, not under the table, like the, the property manager knew about it. And I applied through the property manager and all that good stuff and was telling everyone, I was like, fingers crossed, like I'm manifesting this house. It's a two bedroom. It's this, it's that. They're like, that's a great deal. Oh my gosh. And I was like, yeah, it's amazing. I manifested this opportunity, like put some good vibes out there for me. And I was telling everyone about it in the area and I didn't get it. They didn't want a tenant with a dog. And I knew that I wasn't going to get it. (laughs) I think in the back of my mind, you know, and I was telling everyone to kind of like help me rally my own belief in a way. And it, it wasn't effective. And I'm glad that we're talking about this because, you know, there are definitely things that I, I can, I'm happy to share about like what I'm manifesting. Like, I mean, I already kind of shared what my 10 year vision was. We're six years into it and I don't yet have a home in the tropics or a home in the mountains, but I am seasonally nomadic and have the flexibility to do those things. Right. And um, a business that allows me to do that. So that is where I'm going. That's where I'm going is the home in the mountains and the home in the tropics, continuing to run retreats and serve specifically women. Um, I'm open to working with men in the future, but I think right now I'm really passionate about helping women and doing that through coaching women's circles and retreats. That's what I'm manifesting. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it actually 
maybe a different tack we can take there is like, because I love that example of like somebody being like, well, I wanted to manifest like this particular job and I didn't get it. And so like manifestation doesn't work. And for me, I've had that experience too. Like I, I actually do not benefit when I get too clingy with my manifestations. Cause I think it should look a certain way. And then I don't get that exact thing. And I'm like, none of this works. What's the point? Like, but I've, I'm learning to trust more that like I set my intention and it doesn't, it's never really going to look like what I think it should look like. And that's kind of the point and something bigger or better is usually coming. And so for you, it's more about, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, like manifestation being getting what, what you, you truly need at a soul level, even if you don't know it rather than like what you think you want or should be getting. Does that make sense? Yes, because I mean, what you're kind of describing is this art of surrender and what I think a lot of people have a hard time with me too, right? Is that I thought this is what I was going to get, you know, and I get attached to that one idea and remembering that this, my, the way I practice surrender is remembering that it's this or something better for the highest good of all involved. And I am not going to pretend to to know the highest good of all involved. My ego, my brain cannot fathom what that is because I don't know everybody. I don't know everybody's needs. The only thing that knows everybody's needs is source, (laughs) is universe, is God, is whatever you want to call that, right? So if, if I can just say, look, this is what I want and it's either this opportunity, this house that I was trying to manifest, that I was manifesting or something better, which is what I ended up getting, which was (laughs) so funny. I'm ending up back in the same apartment that I lived in, in 2018 and in 2020. And there are so many benefits to that, right? It costs less, it's in a better location, all sorts of different things. And I was like, great, there's probably a family of three or four that needs that house, right? That really does need two bedrooms. Right now, Huli and I, we are fine with like a pretty spacious one bedroom apartment for less money. And now this big purchase that I'm going to make, that leaves more room for that. So I'm like, great for the highest good. Like that's what this, that surrender aspect really means. And in the moment, like in the moment, it's not always like, as soon as I got the call that I didn't get that house, I was disappointed. Of course. I think one thing that we haven't really touched on is the shadow work, right? Like allowing yourself to really feel that disappointment and frustration and like, Oh, maybe everyone's right. Maybe it is impossible to get housing here, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I allowed myself to really feel that and to honor those emotions as they were coming up so that they could pass. And I could get back to like, you know, I actually took a a trip to the coast and just to get out of the smoke in the Tahoe area for a while and being in the coast, being in the fresh air, changing in my environment, uh, like my energy changed. Right. And on the way back from the coast, I get a message from my old landlady. That's like, Hey, the apartment's open. And I was like, what? <laughs> like I, what, you know, and she was like, it's open in November. Actually it's open in October. Actually it's open in September. You can move in. So I'm like, Oh my God for the highest good, for the highest good. Oh, I love that example. I think, um, you know, something I'd like to touch on because much of my audience, as I think many people who are like in the spiritual space or, um, you know, our compassionate women are really like social justice minded, want to help with climate change, want to help dismantle patriarchy and white supremacy. And so something I know that might be on the minds of a lot of people, and it certainly has been on mine in the past too, though I'm coming to reconcile it is like, why can't we just like manifest our way out of racism? Why can't we just like manifest our way out of climate change? Like why, if manifestation like quote unquote works, shouldn't we be able to like make the negative things go away? And it's a big question. So I'll offer you my take on it first. Like, and I think there's a, there's a couple of things at play. Cause this is something I, I spent a lot of time thinking about. And I think it is like a negative um, messaging around um, or misconception about manifestation that you should be able to just like manifest your way out of poverty or racism or whatever. It, it's more that one, what exists in the universe is like a lot of light, but a light, a lot of dark. There are polarities at play that we don't understand about things that are painful in life. Um, and 
I don't know why tragedies like white supremacy or climate change are happening necessarily, but I, I accept that they are. And I also think it's really, really, really hard, if not impossible to manifest out of a place where you're not, where you don't have um, basic needs already met. Right. Like, so if you're struggling with poverty or if you're at the, um, if you're struggling under racism or the patriarchy in significant ways, it's hard to move past those things. And well, a lot of what I want to do is like use my, I guess I can call it even like manifestation privilege or whatever, like to do, get the resources I need to help in whatever small way I can, those people who don't have that basic safety right now so that they can start manifesting or going after their dreams in a more significant way. But I'd love to hear your take on it too. Cause my thoughts are like not super articulated, but I know it might be on the mind of the listeners. Totally. I, so I like to offer content for free on my podcast and on Instagram, because there are people out there who cannot afford to work with me, but who can still use the power of manifestation, the power of, of self-healing and shadow work to manifest regardless of where they are in life. So whether that's a basic need like housing or food, you can still use manifestation the the thing is, is that the like those paradigms that we mentioned, the patriarchy, white supremacy, the capitalism, when they're when they are affecting one like they affect humans differently depending on you know what you look like and your body and the color of it and the shape of it and all that stuff. And I feel, and that's why I feel like my work and this type of work is so important because that's the whole if you that's the whole point of white supremacy is that they know if you read um or listen to napoleon hills think and grow rich he interviews all of the like 100 successful white wealthy men right and ask them how did you get here they describe manifestation exactly they don't call it that but they describe manifestation exactly they describe you know processing your emotions. They describe channeling your sexual energy into your work. They describe meditation and, and down receiving divine downloads and insights on the next move and the next invention or the next thing they should try. Right. That's they, you, they join in masterminds and use the power of their friends expertise to grow their business. Right. This is all stuff that the the white supremacy, the patriarchy, capitalism, like already knows. That's why I'm trying to share it with everybody else. So it's like, look, y'all can all benefit from this too. They just don't want you to know that. (laughs) So I think that's really important to say. And something that I I wrote down while you were asking that question that I didn't want to forget is it takes a while to shift. I, the life that I was living in 2015 during that yoga teacher training, when I was living in an apartment, binge drinking on the weekends, um, not taking care of myself, not taking care of my body. Like that was a way different time. That was, that was a, a reality that was vastly different than what I was dreaming up and imagining in that vision where I was a spiritual space holder. Right. So that was a 10 year vision. It takes a while to shift. I'm six years into it. I feel six years into it. Like I feel right on track with that, you know, everything that I want, I can still have in four years. Right. So yes, we can eliminate the patriarchy. We can eliminate white supremacy. We can save the planet, but it, it can't just be one or a dozen or even like a million light workers working towards that. That's why I like, um, there's this woman named Claire Fox who, introduced this term to me called, what'd she call it? The awakening workforce. And I was like, that's what we are. We're, we are a part of helping to save and awake. I mean, and by save, I really just mean like bringing everyone back to the understanding of our oneness and the fact that we're all connected and we can just take care of each other. Then like, it'd all be great. (laughs) And and anytime there's a big shift, you'll know like a lot, some of my clients are going through this right now and they're asking for something way different in their life. There's going to be sometimes, not always, sometimes there's going to be chaos. That's because, such a huge point. Yeah. 
because Sorry the universe has to there. <laughs> it's okay. The universe has to rearrange itself to give you what you want. And that's a big shift. So it's either going to take time or it's going to take chaos. That's one way of thinking about it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, thank you for your thoughtful answer on that. I think that gives so much like really good perspective into that question. Um, and yes, chaos and time are inevitable on this process. Like I don't call myself a manifestation coach, but I do think of myself as like an intentional living life coach, which is not really that far off. And a lot of times what will happen is like somebody starts to get really clear for the first time in decades on their, their wants and desires and starts taking action towards them. And then shit happens like, um, they're, they get laid off or like a housing situation falls away or something, um, you know, something else significant that doesn't seem quote unquote good happens or they start feeling worse. Like, and I'm like, this is, I know it sucks. Like you just got to buckle in. Like this is inevitably part of the process. Like things are earthquaking in a way because you have actually decided to make moves towards your authentic desires and like stuff has to shift. It does. It's not like this, like up and up and up linear thing where you always feel good now that you've started to name it. In fact, you're probably going to encounter some significant bumps and chaos along the way too. And that's where like more of the surrender comes in as well. Yeah. Yeah. And remembering that just like everything in this physical reality, if you, if you, that's why I like connecting people to nature, because there's so many lessons and good reminders in nature of what the laws are of this physical reality that we live in. And one of those are seasons where nothing is ever going to be the same, right? Where things are constantly changing. So if you're not feeling confident, not feeling good, you're depressed right now, like you're in a rut, whatever it is, like trust that it's a season and you can be in it. Like winter happens every single year. Winter happens, especially, you know, living in the mountains of Tahoe and working in the wellness aisle of the natural food store, people are always coming in for support, for mood support, energy, and, and adrenal support during the winter, right? Like winter is always going to come. And so will spring, right? It's always darkest before dawn. And when you're connected with nature, that is so much easier to integrate as truth. Yes. I, I draw on my biggest coaching metaphors and lessons from nature too. And I'm like, I'm like, you also got to remember, we're literally part of nature. We're not like over here and nature's over there. Like we are of nature. Nature has birthed us. And so we are an inevitable part of nature and we follow our, our natural cycles that nature, same as trees, same as like hibernating bears. Like we have these things that they've been warped through like having to, you know, work 40 hours a week, 24, seven, 52 weeks out of the year for, you know, for 60 years of your life. <laughs> but it, it's not really necessarily meant to be that way. <laughs> um, so, you know, I had wanted to talk to you about breathwork and trauma release stuff, but I'm thinking I might have to have you back because I want to do like a somatic month also. And like talking about uh, practices like that, that people can begin to tune into to like be in touch with their body and help release trauma or other blocks from their body using those sorts of tools. So stay tuned. If you, if you will have it, that'll be coming up sometime later this year, or early next year. Um, but I did want to touch on what you, what some of your most magical manifestations have been, because I love a good manifestation story. And then I can share a couple of mine too. Amazing. Well, because I'm sitting in it, I think maybe the first one is probably the van. So. I, <laughs> I had a van a few years ago and it just didn't work out. Um, I had to sell it before I could even take it on the road. It was just not a safe vehicle to be in. And so I knew that when I was going to get it, my next van, that it was going to need to be new and nice and reliable. And so those are the, you know, the feelings that I kind of wanted to feel in the van and I, at that point, this was last summer, this was summer of 2020. Wow. 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 How many, how many things have changed since then? But I was only paying myself. Like I just started paying myself in my business, like physically on paper, you know, and I, I was only paying myself like a thousand dollars a month. Right. Because that's all I could really afford at the time. And so that's what was me. And when I went into, you know, apply for this van, 
I had no credit history. I, I mean, I've had credit for a while, but I've never borrowed this much money before. I had no credit history and I was only paying myself a thousand dollars a month. So I was like, how am I going to get approved for this van that is worth more than I've earned in the past two years? And I somehow got paired up with a really lovely um, salesman. I'm not going to mention his name, um, who basically lied for me on the sheet (laughs) and said that I was making more. And I told him how much my business was bringing in and how much I was bringing in. And so he put what my business was bringing in. So it wasn't like a complete lie. It just wasn't the, what they were actually asking. But he was like, I trust that you can make these payments. And I was like, I trust that I can make these payments. And he and I had bonded over like his manifestations as he like picked me up to come pick up the van um, or come apply for the van and hope that I get it. And I got turned down by like 12 institutions, like, nope, 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 maybe more. Um, and then finally we got a yes. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is it. And that, that, and when I got to drive away in the van, I just like put on a playlist that one of my friends had made and the song came on and it was like, change is coming. And I was like, ah, I just started crying. I was like, oh, I have my van. I have my van. I have my van. And like, you know, I didn't even like include the backstory of this spirit guide trip to Sedona beforehand. And during that trip, it was like in a sound healing ceremony that I had this clear vision of getting a van. So that whole, (laughs) the whole thing is magical and I still can't fully explain it. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. I love it so much. I wanted to share a couple of mine, like one big one. And then like one small one, because I think there's a, there's a delight for me in the small ones too. Like, and this was like micro, like, and so I'll start with this. I have a lot of examples I could share. Maybe I'll do another podcast on it. But like the small one was, I was really enjoying the series of books. Um, it was the court, a court of thorn and roses is like the book series. It's basically like, it's like fairies having sex in the woods and fighting. Like it's, it's really not more than that. And it sounds crazy, but like, if you read it, it's like actually a really good series of books. And, um, there's like a lot of books in the series, maybe like four or five or something. And like, I had like burned through the the first few and, but I had just bought them instead of like waiting for them at the library. And I was like, okay, Catherine, like you've spent kind of your budget for books this month. Like, um, we're only gonna, we're going to put our, our wait for it at the library hold. And like, we'll get to read it then. And it was like an eight week library hold or something. And I was like, oh, well, like, and then I was talking to some of my friends about the book and one of my friends was like, this is ridiculous. You, um, you should just read it, just buy it. And then I checked my email five minutes later and she had, she had gone on to the Kindle store, found out the amount of the book and Venmoed me the amount of the book. <laughs> and, then, and I was like, oh my God, this works. Like, and that wasn't something that I just, I had purely so desired reading that book right then. And I had set my limits around like whatever it was. And somehow this like, you know, she'd sent me like $10 or something. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use this to buy the book. Yeah. And then my, my biggest one was that I, I've told the story before, but I consider it a manifestation. I, before I had started my business, I was looking for, um, I, I was in corporate for a long time and I was struggling in my last corporate job and I was just looking for an out. Like, I didn't know how to say I wanted to leave. I was too scared to say I wanted to leave. Like I knew what I wanted to do, but I was like frozen. I couldn't make the moves. Um, and I, my thought over and over again was like, I just wish somebody else would like do this for me. And one day, this is paired with another big manifestation as I went up to do one of the scariest things I've ever done, which is to proclaim my romantic feelings for one of my really good friends at the time in New York. And that was like a a dark night of the soul, like to do that alone and to gather the courage to do that was really a big moment for me in my life. And that's AJ, who's my current boyfriend. And obviously it all worked out. But what happens, I took the train back that night, came back to DC. And the first thing I get into the office my boss pulls me, he's like, Hey, can you come um, and like have a meeting with me? And I'm like, sure. And he's like, Hey, I've been thinking, I know, I really think you want to be a life coach. And I think you're really ready. And like, it's time, it's time for us to help you make that plan. So how about we create a three month exit plan? And then you can also freelance for us for a year while you build your business. (laughs) 
And I just was like, what? Somebody else literally came in and did it for me. And I was like, okay. So I I was like, yes, let's do this thing. And I actually connect that directly back to like the courage I took to go through um, to sit, tell AJ my feelings. And I almost feel like it was a reward manifestation. I don't know if those are things, but like, it was like, I made this leap in this other area. And then this other huge manifestation of literally somebody else telling me how I could leave my job, which I had been frozen on for months magically unfolded that whole week. I was just walking around, like staring into space, like what's happening in my life. You know why that is? Why? That reward manifestation. I love that word for it. It's basically what's happening is in order to get the courage and, and embody the version of yourself that wanted to be with AJ, like that energy shift, that next level put you in a vibration to receive other desires that were also at that level, at that level, at that specific vibration. So to talk a little bit about the science of it all, right? Like we're, everything's vibrating. Everything is vibrating. Our, our bodies are vibrating. The trees are vibrating. The air is vibrating. The words are vibrating into your eardrums. Like everything is vibrating. So when you stepped into a new vibration by saying, I am ready to say yes to this relationship. Like, let's do this. That version of yourself who was at that new vibration is now open to receiving everything else on that vibration. You have desires at every vibration or thoughts and desires at every vibration, right? That makes so much sense of why, like, I always love the phrase, the universe rewards courageous participation. And I never really got why, but that makes a lot of sense, like why something like that would happen. So like really a manifestation technique, if you can gather the courage is to like do something that's super, super scary, but that you want. And I think other things come through on, on that level, but you have to, you do have to manifest or not manifest. You have to gather the courage to do that first thing sometimes. And that, that is hard to do, but you, you can be assured on the other side of it, I think are really beautiful things. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as we, as we wind down, what, if somebody's like listening to this thing and they started out being like manifestation is um, a load of crap. And now they're like, maybe, maybe I'm going to try it, but I like, don't know where to start. Like, what might you recommend as like one or two techniques they could begin practicing? The first thing would be gratitude, expressing gratitude, expressing gratitude over. And I, I, like I said, we prayed over our food in growing up my entire life. And then I stopped doing that. And then I started doing that again when I started working at a national food store and realized how much time, energy, love, resources goes into getting food to us. I mean, I fully, I don't, I don't even think I fully appreciate that process still. And so I try to stop and show gratitude over all the food that I eat. Like, just thank you. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to have this wonderful, nutritious, locally sourced meal. So that's one way is gratitude. You can do have a gratitude journal practice, um, showing gratitude for things that you already have, as well as gratitude for things that you desire. And the way that I like to think about it is they're, they're already on their way to me right now. I'm already like on my way to meeting them at that vibration, right? So I can meet them at that vibration by already being grateful that they're there. So showing gratitude for both things you have and things that are on their way to you. I would say gratitude, number one, good practice to start doing because what you focus on expands. So if you're focusing on what you already have and what you like about what you already have, more of that's going to come to you. The second thing is intention setting. You can set intentions at the beginning of your day. You can set intentions before you go to sleep at night for dreams to interact with you. You can set intentions at any time at the new moon, at the beginning of the month, whenever you want beginning of the week, but set intentions, clear, clear intentions. How do you want to show up today? What guidance are you seeking? What direction are you seeking? What kind of support do you need right now? Right? Like really get clear with yourself. And I would write these down as Catherine said, if you write it down, the universe responds, it's law, (laughs) um, writing it down and getting really clear. Like I intend to show up at my family reunion strong, confident, and clear. 
I intend, you know what I mean? Like set, like, what is it that you are really desiring right now? And I think showing gratitude and getting really clear are two really awesome steps. And this whole time that we've been talking, I'm like, oh, we haven't really dove into shadow works. Maybe we'll dive into that in the next, (laughs) in our next interview, because that's one. Yeah. That's one that I think everyone should know more about too, but these are really good for getting started. Beautiful. Yay. Well, Katie, this has just been such like a delightful, joyous conversation. And I know Sunday Sunday people are going to want to know how to get in touch with you. What is the best way to find you and where can they connect with you? Yeah. So the best way to find me is on Instagram. I'm on there almost every day. I'm in the DMs talking with people and um, I love, love, love connecting with people. So if you liked this podcast episode, please let me know. I'm at Womanifester on Instagram. And I also have a podcast on all the podcast listening platforms. That's also called Womanifester. And I have a website, which is also womanifester.com. <laughs> so I try to make it really easy on y'all <laughs> to find me. And again, I'm, I'm the one in the DM. So it's really lovely to connect with people. Please feel free to reach out to me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Katie. It's been such a joy. Thank you, Catherine. I appreciate you having me. That's it for this week's Sunday Soother. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That's how other people find this podcast and the message of hope and compassionate personal growth I'm hoping to spread to many more people just like you. You can find me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews and find out more about the Sunday Soother at thesundaysoother.com. You can also check out my services, courses, and coaching at katherinedandrews.com. Have a great day ahead.